The following was recorded during the COVID-19 pandemic through Zoom meetings in accordance with local health guidelines. Hi, I'm Mike Maloney, and welcome to another CSRM podcast. Today's episode is hosted by Dan Stofer. Welcome back, everybody, to another CSRM podcast. And this is our third segment with uh, Matt Hayden. And uh, Matt has covered a whole lot of good stuff for us. Uh, Matt's kind of talked about that balance of being on staff at a church. And uh, Matt does small groups. He preaches. He's in charge of outreach. And uh, his local church, which is a medium-sized church, uh, decided in 2019 to have a more formal and developed sports ministry. And so Matt's kind of shared about that. And Matt has also shared in last episode, we encourage you, if you didn't get a chance to watch it or listen to it, go back onto the website or wherever you're watching this from or listening to this from and and hear what Matt has to say, because uh, the second segment was about vision and mission and partnership and uh, just really making sure you've got a good strategy that really plugs in well with the strategy of the church. And so here we are segment three, and we're finally getting to it. We've teased this a few different times, but Matt, you have a very unique uh, property that you're leveraging for your developing sports and outreach ministry that involves uh, trails and also disc golf. And so kind of give us an overview of what that is all about, kind of where you are in the process and how other churches can look into that as well. Sure. Yeah. So uh, the current uh, property that we're on, uh, the church moved into uh, the building in 1997, so it's been some time now. But just uh, er- early on, so year- years ago now, it was a stat. You know, there's been people in prayer uh, that uh, just about how we can use what God has blessed uh, this church family with, and uh, so that's been in prayer. It's been kind of uh, there for a while, but then just in an effort to make sure that we're doing our best to draw people in. It was decided to do the disc golf uh, route. Uh, we really want to be intentional about still going out to people in the community, but we're also aware that there's really the two commands. Uh, Rick, Rick Warren and Purpose Driven Church kind of shares that out uh, pretty clearly that there's two commands. There's to go out uh, to, to those that are not in the church, but also provide a place for people that need to come. And so I think with that idea, looking to see how we could provide a place for people to connect. Uh, they may not be there for Sunday morning worship service, but something that can get them involved. Uh, disc golf, golf is uh, you know somewhat popular in our area. We don't know have many. Uh, we don't know of many churches in our area that have something like that either. And uh, so uh, the trail system was established uh, more than six years ago. So we've already kind of had that. So we wanted to integrate a way that could draw really somebody in. Uh, they could take a walk. Uh, Dan, I know reference of one of our uh, segments that uh, we have, uh, we, we do have benches, we have uh, scripture uh, references, and, uh, you know, so somebody could take and really have a good time to get away, to recharge, to meditate uh, on the trail piece of it, uh, but then we 
put all the targets in for a disc golf course now. And so uh, using our property, at, you know, and finances in a way that God has already blessed us with. So let's use it. Uh, I reference Rick Warren, and I don't want to be all about Rick Warren, but actually, just as it happens, uh, read an article of his that came out at the end of December, and he referenced that actually for Saddleback, uh, this time since March has been very productive. A lot of churches are uh, stressed about what to do, how we can navigate these times. Warren has shared that since March, 16,000 people have come to faith in Jesus, but what's interesting is 12,000 of those 16,000 came through personal relationships and evangelism. It wasn't Rick Warren's sermons. Uh, it was people that were intentional about sharing their faith with Jesus. And so even with that idea, something like the disc golf course we're excited about because it provides people from the church family a chance to reach out to a neighbor or a coworker, and, and they may not be willing to come to one of our Sunday worship services, uh, but they can say, hey, we, we have a disc golf course. Would you like to go out and play disc golf? Um, and so it's even a personal evangelism tool. And, and so uh, we're, we're hoping, uh, we, we just put the targets in. Um, and so our, we've got a soft launch date. Hopefully by the end of this spring, uh, we will have uh, signs up and uh, as far as where to go and uh, map of the course. Right now we just have 18 targets out. And it's interesting that it's set up that we have uh, our front nine is uh, targeted with a yellow uh, targets. Uh, there's a top that has yellow on it. Uh, the back nine um, has red. And so we actually set it up to be, and I haven't seen many of much of this in disc golf courses at other places, but the front nine then is geared for more of a beginner uh, person that's playing. And then the back nine is more of somebody that's experienced. Uh, so that that's a unique approach that you can get somebody that you know, they're not sure of how to throw a Frisbee or a disc, but come out and can play a little bit, but then also somebody that has a little more experience. And, and so we're hoping over time uh, to really promote that one-on-one -on -one evangelism opportunity uh, that uh, people from the church can invite their friends to play, that it's also something that will be open most of the time that the public can just come, uh, you know, come to play uh, most times of the day. Uh, there's a little bit of a side note that we've already had to navigate. Uh, somebody was playing uh, during worship services on Sunday morning, I heard. Uh, so we'll have to navigate some of that, that it's certainly open, but we would want to probably encourage Sunday morning, I see it probably being closed, <laughs> but uh, uh, really just utilizing it as a place for people to come, but look at tournaments. Uh, when we're able to do that again, that we would use a chance to uh, do a tournament that we can give back uh, to uh, missions or, or to help mission trips or to help partnering missions uh, by having a tournament could draw people in, but also benefit somebody else. And so those are some of the things that we're, we're looking at uh, with, with the disc golf course. I think there's a couple really exciting things that you mentioned there, uh, a disc golf course being outside. And I think in one of the previous episodes, Dr. Linville mentioned um, it might be a great thing during COVID, right? You're outside. Uh, it's, there's, there's no contact. You're not slamming into each other. At least you shouldn't be if you're playing disc golf or if you're walking on some trails. But I love the idea, again, back to strategy that um, you're going to be encouraging people to say, hey, would, would you come to me or come with me to the Tri-Village Trails or the Tri-Village Disc Golf Course? And there's... Um, it's not as intense as saying, hey, come to church with me. It's not as, as threatening. And then from there, build relationships. And then, of course, hey, from there, uh, I worship in that building right there. And I'd love for you to come. 
you know, uh, that's, that's the beauty of ministry like this is you begin to kind of take some, some steps there. Um, there should be an, an image at some point, if you haven't already seen it, of kind of their overall map of how they're mapping out this golf course. Uh, Matt, I think you also have a website too, where people can go to, to see the trails. Uh, is, is that something true or even a Facebook page? Something I've seen for both the disc golf course and the website. If you want to plug that real quick, that might help people uh, to be able to see that. Yeah, uh, that's uh, we, we do have. If you if you Google Tri Village Trails, you should be able uh, to to find it. With that, there's a link that we can display uh, that you can go see the trails. Uh, a newly created Facebook page. I just found that about yesterday, so I don't have the info about that. But that has a combination of what's going on with the disc golf course and the trails and how we're weaving that together. Uh, I think it's also you know, interesting uh, to note, you know, again, that, I mean, this sounds big and it's been a big endeavor because we've had uh, many people helping to uh, put the targets in and to cut down trees in some areas that we needed to be a little more open. Uh, the, the, just the importance, uh, again, of partnerships, but also that this it takes time to develop. Uh, but, Part of our crew that's actually helped is a local bike store that happens to be, as a staff and their clientele, passionate about disc golf. So again, another God wave, uh, if you will. Uh, as we were having conversations about this with people at the bike shop, uh, they have been instrumental in helping to build the course and to promote it and do some of the videos uh, of uh, what we're doing to make the course uh, People that are not in the church, they're not actively uh, worshiping with us, uh, but they're people that we've connected with and now partnered with, uh, with this endeavor. Uh, but also just on our property, uh, something else I haven't mentioned, it's not sports related, but it ties back into this thing that can, people can use as a resource uh, that they could come and invite people to participate in. We also have a uh, fireplace area. Uh, that's just a nice place with benches that people could come um, as, a, as, a, as a group, um, as a family. Uh, to, to utilize. Uh, we're in the process of also uh, creating a patio space that people could then do cookouts and have grills available. And so not, this didn't happen all overnight. So I guess I would just encourage people that it's been, you, you, again, utilizing what resources they may have in their own setting uh, to not try to reinvent the wheel, but use what, what, what you have. And so over time, it was, let's get the trail system with our 46 acres. Well, disc golf is popular in the community. Maybe that's something we can use with, with, with our property. Um, the fireplace has been great because that was actually just made right before, uh, it was actually last fall. And so it's been a great resource that early on some of our first gatherings with groups has been at the fireplace to be distanced from, from each other and uh, be outside. Uh, the patio, I, I don't know the timeline on that, but we're, we're creating just an environment uh, for people to come and connect, but it's taken time. It's not something that's happened all at once. I mean, we're talking about six years in the making. Uh, and so use those connections, but, but take time and, and just be aware of what God is, is nudging. You know, make sure you're taking that connection time and prayer uh, that uh, not running ahead of the God waves, but when God shows up, uh, pay attention and start working. <laughs> I, lo I love how you're, you're continuing to reference the God wave and, and that, Yes, the Holy Spirit leads us in long-term planning, but there's also just being sensitive to his lead on any given day. Uh, and so that's so key. I want to pick up on something that both both of you have mentioned a little bit. 
And that has to do with during this COVID time and your reference to, to Rick Warren and so many people coming into personal faith and how that came through personal relationships. One of the things that churches are telling us around the world actually, but in our country as well here, we're seeing it, that when churches stopped meeting face to face and they went virtual and it went to a digital format, that many of the sports and rec ministries helped their churches, their congregations to say, please senior pastor, please worship leader. Okay, we know that the Holy Spirit's a worship leader, but the person who's up, up front leading that worship time, um, that they needed to be in, in, informed that the people who are on the soccer field or in the gym that would never come to the sanctuary on Sunday morning are now coming to their church digitally. And that this is something that if the if the pastoral staff and the leaders of that worship service can grab hold of and warmly welcome and and preach and, and lead songs and explain what's going on, like this is the first time that anybody has ever observed a worship service, a traditional worship service. We know we can worship in the gym through playing basketball, but the traditional worship service that that this is some, something that can really have a great outreach and this is a great great time and you, you're so intuitive about this Matt I just want to uh, say kudos to you I, I, I want you we've got just a couple minutes left in this segment and we're going to bridge to 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 this in the next one but how how do you start us thinking about how do you as the sports rec fitness outreach person what's what's some of the keys to being in lockstep with your senior pastor and your elder board and, and whatever that might be called in your tradition or denomination. Give us just a couple little keys about how to do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and again, this is, this is where I'll be, you know, transparent too, and that we're, we're learning some of it where it's not an established sports ministry. So how, how does it best work with, a senior leadership, so to speak, with myself, with the role. Uh, communication's been important from the time that this was mentioned. I'm making sure to communicate uh, the expectations of, of what I feel is needed, but also with the resources that we have as a church. So a little bit of a bridging, you know, here's what you have available. Uh, here's what I need. Uh, the cert certification process that I'm going through, uh, it was important that early on I said, you know, I need some knowledge. I need to gain some knowledge on what we, I can do as I'm leading this. And, um, and so they, they got on board with that, uh, that they thought that that was important. And, uh, and so communicating that, I would say uh, using unique ways to communicate what we're doing uh, in general to the church, whether it's through sermons, uh, through uh, emails, through messages that we communicate and celebrate what's going on, um, that we were, one of the few uh, ministries that we did have going uh, for a while was our softball team. We kind of re resurrected uh, the softball team. <laughs> the, uh, we, did, we did that. Uh, it was kind of a unique summer league that started in June and the fall ball went almost all the way till Thanksgiving. Um, but, you know, there again, through that, uh, we had the opportunity. We drew in people from the church family. We had a, a few friends, uh, some members 
uh, of newer members to the church that decided to play and invited somebody that's not connected. So right away, just by having that opportunity. And so being able to communicate that, that to the congregation, that when some things were shut down, we were still active of connecting uh, with people through softball. Uh, a little bit of a side note, but again, just kind of being aware of what God uh, does. Uh, I tried to get some softball practices going for our team, uh, mainly for myself, because I'm that weekend athlete right now. So I needed some time to practice. I thought, oh, everybody's going to want to spend some time before the season gets going. And I think most of the core of the team showed up to two practices. I was trying to do it every other week. Then they quit coming. But as what happened was we had field space. We started practicing with four or five people from our team with other teams from the community. So we began having joint practices with uh, people that were not from the church team, um, but really developed a lot of good relationships with uh, people from the league. Uh, and, and so it's just, it, it's just neat to see how God works. It didn't really help like our, our core, but it did help some of our faithful followers that are intentional about being on mission to now uh, connect with people. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, as far as the, the staff leadership, I mean, I think it's, it's communicating celebrating and that process again uh being open uh, about what what's needed but also you know an understanding you can't do everything at once and it is going to take time matt i think you shared some really good things there and just uh, again when i continue to encourage people uh, as you develop a sports ministry if, if you're kind of in those beginning stages uh, that communication piece uh walking in step with your leadership uh communicating and celebrating and matt i i love what you said too about if you get a chance to, to preach, or even if you could feed some illustrations to your senior pastor about what God is doing through your ministry, um, that's going to just make it just out in front of people. We're going to be communicating that this is a viable ministry within our church, and that's only going to help in the long run. Uh, we're out of time uh, for this session. But we're going to do one more uh, with Matt, so we encourage you to, 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 to check that out. And we're going to continue down this path about talking about working with leadership and staff but also something that we want to lean into, because if you're like Matt and you're trying to do sports ministry on top of everything else in life, your personal life, if you're married, if you have children, your other responsibilities of how to make sure that you're healthy and how you can balance all of that. So, Greg, Matt, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. We look forward to next time. Thank you. The CSRM Podcast is a production of the Association of Church Sports and Recreation Ministers and their video production house, Overwhelming Victory Flicks. Dr. Greg Linville is the executive producer, and Andrew Fouts is associate producer and editor. For more information about CSRM, visit csrm.org. For more information about Overwhelming Victory, visit overwhelmingvictory.org. The CSRM Podcast is the flagship member of a new podcast network called Overwhelming Victory Radio. For more information on Overwhelming Victory Radio or to listen to our partner podcasts, visit overwhelmingvictory.org backslash OV radio. For CSRM Podcasts, I'm Mike Maloney. Have a blessed day.